0: Hi! You guys want some cookies? Cookies?
1: Cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. Dan Hans is here along with... uh, he's always here. He's the one guy I can depend on in this crazy mixed-up world. My bosom buddy... Bobbi Castro, hey Bob.
2: I live in the garage now. This is my home.
1: Yes, your marriage is failed. It's not working. You know what? It some is a failed marriage.
2: Yeah, some marriages work. Some marriages fail. I'm living in your garage. You do the math.
1: <laughs> you stop screwing.
2: No more screwing. It's like, hey, why aren't we screwing anymore? And then <laughs> that, that was, led to a big fight. That was the final argument. And then she was like, "Go live in Dan's garage." And I said, "Gladly."
1: Yeah. If you if you're a listener to this podcast, you know that. Uh, Bob has struggled with a uh, screwing being kind of removed from the vernacular of society yes. Uh, in terms of a sexual terminology. So the fight with your wife before she kicked you out now you live in the garage. Right. She said, Bob, we need to start making love again. But I was like,
2: no, I just want to go screwing." <laughs> it wasn't even about the act. It was about the words we use. Yeah. She was like, please. The stop marriage s- was
1: otherwise very healthy. Yeah.
2: But it was my insistence of bringing back the word screwing that uh, ended it. But you know what? Worth it. Fuck it. <laughs> screw it. There's a girl out there who wants to get back to screwing. I'll find her someday. She's probably <laughs> 57. <laughs> she's
1: 57 and a chain smoker. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. Yeah, she's down to screw. She screws. It's going to be a tough one to explain to the kids. Uh, this episode, is, or
2: episode or e- divorce?
1: That we do this podcast. Oh, that's basically. not going to be easy at all.
2: That'll be tricky. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to the, po- the podcast, the throwback podcast, where we, uh, as you
2: know. We'll Why do you always say welcome back? What if somebody's turning in for the first time? I don't get I don't That's a very presump very presumptuous. You know
1: what my thought is on those people, they can go fuck themselves, what took you so long. <laughs> okay. Get off the train.
2: Get off. Get off my train. So turn off the pod right now.
1: I want you I am the scary monster guy from Ghost. Yeah. And you try to get on the train. No. No.
2: Get Most off my train. <laughs> it's amazing that the monster from uh, Ghost is your same voice as John Elway. <laughs>
1: All right. This one's for John. Wrong podcast. It is. It's wrong podcast. This is the same voice, but yeah. wrong podcast. Uh, yes. This is the Throwback Podcast. We take an album that, that meant something to us, Bob, in, yeah. in our lives. And for me, this is one of the big ones. Me you know? too. Uh, and one of the, my favorite artists of the aughts, it's the Wilco Podcast. And we're going to cover probably their most... Critically adored album, and maybe, just maybe, Bob, the number one album for fans of Wilco, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot.
2: Yep. We both have uh, a lot of memories associated with this album. Mm-hmm. came at a very kind of crucial time in both of our lives. Right. A lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite albums, too. I'm really excited. I'm actually surprised it took this long to get to it.
1: It's kind of a heavy album. And I, I don't connect it to the um, famous terrorist attacks.
2: I don't know what you're speaking of.
1: Uh, how do I, how do I broach this? All right, I was sitting in my upstairs. No, save it, save it for the pod, save it for the pod, house. save it, save it for when the album starts. And you know, I was just, no, not yet, not was yet listening to Howard Stern. No, don't do and, this yet. It was just like, what if, I can't go into my 911. No, we
2: can't blow our load before we even start listening to the I album. I don't,
1: I don't want to hear anybody's 9-11 stories anymore. No, nobody does. It, it's kind of like talking about your fantasy team. I don't care. I know. I. It was a very, very difficult time for our nation. <laughs> it was maybe the worst day uh, in the history of the United States. No, I know. I mean, I'll, I... You don't need to know what I was doing.
2: I know. I, like, I'll never forget when I was in that classroom <laughs> and my teacher walked in. No, 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 and, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. I don't want to hear it. Got it. And, and uh, that's
1: it. It <laughs> happened. Nine eleven happened and it doesn't matter where you were.
2: And he said, uh, hey, guys, uh, something happened. <laughs> A plane. Shut the fuck up. Okay, out.
1: fine. fine. Shut up. Right. I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, this is Wilco's 9-11 album. Uh, because it it is and it isn't. It is and it isn't. And uh, we'll get into all that. Uh, because this is first and foremost... Well, first and foremost, this is a Dave Matthews podcast. Um, <laughs> second, and not quite as foremost, but right up there, this is a 9-11 podcast.
2: I know what you're thinking. You, uh, you clicked on this thing in iTunes and you heard uh, Chris Kattan do Corky Romano <laughs> and two guys who clearly are in the closet about their love for Dave Matthews. And you were thinking, this is going to be light and uh, fun. But no, no. We also no. talk about 9-11 a lot.
1: Yeah, we talk about... Uh, this is like if you... Corky Romano, which came out in 2011, of course. 11? Uh, excuse me, 2001, of course. <laughs> uh, if you if you are new to the podcast, this is a Dave Matthews 9 11 podcast.
2: That's just what this is. That sounds right.
1: Uh, no Dave to talk about today, but we do have those horrific terrorist attacks. I was upstairs. <laughs>
2: oh, shut uh, up. We know. Everybody it's knows. It's like on no, the the com, there was no. this, this no. image. Stop. And I was like, stop. Oh, stop. Okay, okay, stop. Okay. Stop.
1: Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, yeah. which came out in 2002, Bob. Yes. A year later from the famous terrorist attacks.
2: Yep. Well, not a full Infamous. year. Not a full year. Well, um, Help us. Came out in April 2002.
1: Okay.
2: And, uh, okay. you know, April. What was going on in April 2002, Bob? Well, of course, as we here in America all know, on April 9th, uh, more than a million people lined the streets for the funeral of Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, at Westminster Abbey.
1: No, she's still alive.
2: Not Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother.
1: Oh, come on. There's another one? I don't know. I thought that was the old bird <laughs> that, uh, you know, she's been chilling for many, many years.
2: No, this is a different one, I guess.
1: Uh, was it her mom? I guess. Well, thoughts and prayers <laughs> <laughs> to the entire royal royal family. Yeah,
2: thank you. That's very nice of you. Um, R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother <laughs> <laughs> No, she's alive No, not the Queen Mother, she's up there with Fife Dog <laughs> R.I.P., rest, rest in peace uh, Movies that came out that month um, Van Wilder
1: Where do you come down on Van Wilder?
2: I liked it It yeah. was fun,
1: uh-huh. it was
2: a great like intro to Ryan Reynolds That and waiting You know, Yeah, the, a great, it like, really
1: did like kind of set the bar Or really set the agenda for the Ryan Reynolds career that he was going to be a handsome smug prick. Yep. That whole angle, which I think I haven't seen the Deadpool movies, but I think he's basically Van Wilder, but an invincible superhero. Yeah. I think that's it. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. So yeah. Good for him.
2: Yeah. Van Wilder was good. There were a lot of bad national lampoon movies. Um, leading up to that. So it was nice to have one that wasn't terrible.
1: I think there's a lot. Of, I haven't seen it in 15 years. I think there's a lot of casual Asian racism in it. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Sexism, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a given.
2: Obviously. Uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Never seen it.
1: I mean, it's a disaster. Really? And it's one of the highest moms, grossing.
2: Moms love it.
1: Romantic uh, comedies ever. It it made Nia Vartalos a millionaire. So like, <laughs> yep. you can't really hate on anyone getting rich off a passion project. Yep. Uh, But, you know, it's just calmed down a little bit.
2: And finally, a very, in my opinion, underrated movie, The Sweetest Thing. Starring Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher? No, Cameron Diaz, uh, Selma Blair, and and Christina Applegate. Oh, yeah. It's still on all the time. And a return to form with Jason Bateman, pre-arrested development. It was the first time he had been seen in years. He returned
1: to form as? Uh, w- are you referring to like the Hogan the form of Teen Wolf Two, <laughs> Teen or? Wolf
2: Two, and the Hogan family. It was nice to see him again. Okay. Yeah, it was a reintroduction to Jason Bateman.
1: I'm yeah. I feel Thomas like-
2: Jane, come on good movie Tommy Jane's in it yeah
1: Tommy Jane also of Arrested Development yes fame. <laughs> one of the great homeless
2: dad maybe the my favorite Arrested
1: Development subplot is homeless dad <laughs> homeless
2: dad he just wants his kids back just want my kids back I just want my kids
1: back, my kids back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else Bob?
2: that's it oh number one song in America oh yeah
1: oh my god it springs back memories mm-hmm This was a great song for grinding a boner That's the exact thing I was going to say At a Lansdowne Street uh, nightclub in Boston Yeah,
2: we were grinding boners in different cities (laughs) But this is a great grinding boner song
1: And I just want to say, I don't know, we're older now I don't know if that's still the club culture
2: Probably not
1: It it probably is, actually You think so? I think basically that's what a nightclub was meant for At least in, in our day was everybody get on the dance floor yep you know maybe you if you're lucky you get paired up uh or you pair yourself up with with a young uh last uh last and then you proceed to do a little grunge uh, a little uh you know a little a little grindage
2: yeah like maybe you come up from behind put your hands on the hips grind a little boner she takes a look and she's like yay or nay
1: you give her the option. Yeah. And then if, if she's not into it, she's out. She backs off. Yeah. And that's actually now they think about it right around this time. Maybe it was a couple years earlier. One of the biggest R&B songs of the 90s. Too Close. Too Close by Next. That's it, what it, the song's about. That's what it's about. So maybe it was an era thing. I, think it, I, I think it was. If we have a single younger listener, a millennial. <laughs> we, we don't. Uh, which I don't know if we have our demographic skews that way. Let us know if that's what's still what's going on in the clubs.
2: Do you remember that feeling, though, like when you would go up to a girl? And we're saying boner, but a lot of times it was just uh, your limp penis, at least to start. Not me, Bob. I mean, you've always <laughs> well, had your, your wait, ED so you, issues. But. You were just walking around a club with a hard on the entire night?
1: I mean, if you put me on the dance floor <laughs> within five foot of oh another God. attractive woman at at age 20. What a monster. I'm, I'm flying.
2: <laughs> the whole time? The whole time, All right.
1: man. I've, I have it right now just thinking about okay. it.
2: Okay. Well, look the, under the table. I am. I dare you to look under the table. I'm right feeling now. under the table. The uh, the That worst thing, though, was when you would go up to a girl and be like, yeah, here we Do go. Do you like my boner? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, lady. Do you like my boner? Excuse me, ma'am. Um, and her and her friend would look at each other and they would switch places. Oh, the worst. And then you were like, oh, it's not that the friend wants me. That was a mistake some uh, right. amateurs would make. It's that she tried to get away from me. It's time to move on. Right. Find another lady to Rough grind situation. against. Yeah.
1: Rough situation. Because that was not really either, uh, Bob, I, I don't want to speak for you, Bob, but neither of our fortes was let's dress up for the club and then Oof. take our skills to the dance floor. No. We were not uh, playing from to our strengths. No. So... You know, failure was fairly commonplace.
2: Once we turned uh, <laughs> 21 and can get into any bar we wanted and we were able and to like go to a bar and be charming. It's like,
1: oh, his personality is pretty cool. Yeah. I'll... But at the club, it's pure id. It's yes. just like, what, do I want to fuck this guy? And <laughs> yeah. typically, it was like, well, not him. <laughs> not that guy. Somebody here. <laughs> anyway, Shante. Yeah. yeah, good times. Shouts to Shante. Thanks for the memories, Shante. Had a nice run. Uh, uh, a very nice run. Kind of marred by Ja Rule's involvement in her career.
2: <laughs> like, much like Firefest and many other things, Ja Rule has touched.
1: What D- is Ja Rule still on the island where Firefest? <laughs> <took laughs> yeah, place? we left him there. Because I don't think. I certainly don't think he's released any singles, and I have not seen him pop up. I still. I don't know if you do, Bob, but I like to check in on TMZ every every once in a while. He hasn't popped up in any TMZ. Um hmm. uh, photo shoots or an out outside of I think he might still be at the Firefest Island. <laughs> I think it's possible.
2: He probably needs to stay there so he doesn't go to prison like the other guy who uh, ran Firefest.
1: Um, okay, the furthest thing from Ashante and Ja Rule was this album from Wilco and uh, true to the form of it being one of the weirdest um, super popular albums of the decade. It starts with a seven minute slow burner uh, and maybe, arguably, my favorite song title ever, and eventually a title to a documentary. Yes. Uh, this is, I Am Trying to Break Your Heart. Am that was pretty good.
2: Quarry, I'm yes!
1: I'm ruining it now. <laughs> You're ruining it
2: Come on,
0: It's just like cross out strangers this is not a joke so
1: all right Bob
2: I just want to listen to it
1: it is such a great song it's it's not a it's not something that would ever be played on the radio in fact there's only one single released right. from this entire album which uh, tells there's actually a tortured backstory uh, to this album Which is They delivered it to Their record company And the record company Was like What the fuck yeah. is no, this No you're a
2: You're a poppy Alt country band What the fuck is this Moody Weird Album That you're handing us Yeah it doesn't sound like Country at all
1: Album completed recording In 2001 Actually They recorded in 2000 And early 01 Delivered it to Reprise Records Reprise Reprise Records Uh, They refused to release it They got the rights back And then put it out On another album uh, Released on my birthday By the 22nd birthday What
2: ended up putting it out? Was it Do you have that there? Uh,
1: None Such Records It's another Warner label Which makes it kind of
2: Well it's amazing Because Warner ended up Paying them twice for it
1: mm, That's the story You're right So they got A subsidiary uh, of Warner Yeah uh, Took the album on So they got paid twice That's great Yeah It's great And if you recall,
2: like when this came out, it was immediately uh, super critically acclaimed. I believe Pitchfork gave it a 10 out of 10. Rolling Stone, I think. Those fuck faces. Those fuck faces, 10 out of 10. Rolling Stone was either four and a half or five stars. It was like just immediately being hailed as like the best album of the year. An
1: important album. An important album.
2: And it was one that the record label said, not good enough, which is why the documentary is amazing.
1: Yes, because that tell it gets into the whole story and all the frustrations behind it. I, I think we both highly recommend it, Bob.
2: Yes, uh, but I mean back, don't, don't speak for me, but yes.
1: Yeah, back to me though. Was released on my 22nd birthday. Connect the dots. Mm. What was released on your fucking 22nd birthday.
2: Wow, hold on. A second.
1: featuring Ja Rule.
2: Hold on, shit. So Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, an album with heavy, heavy. 9-11, uh, Overludes, and, and Underludes, oh no, released Rated on myself. your birthday. Put you on the board! I'm on the board! Dan is on the board! God
1: damn it, what took so long, Bob? <laughs>
2: you are on the fucking board. It's like
1: the usual suspects. Red string. I'm away right now. Red string
2: going from Yankee Hotel <laughs> Foxtrot to Your Face to The Towers. Uh,
1: speaking of The Towers, Wilco planned to release this album on September 11, 2001, <laughs> uh, but it got pushed back because of all that nonsense. Uh, anyway... This is a great, 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 great song.
2: Love yeah, great start to an album, great song. But can't you also
1: picture some slick dick face uh, at the record label hearing this and oh. being like, "You're fucking with us, right?"
2: Yeah, because the first song on AM is what I must be high.
1: I think Summer or Teeth was the album that preceded this. Summer Teeth
2: preceded this. We're just thinking about the kind yeah. of the world they were coming from, and Summer Teeth got a little crazier than AM. But like, this was not the Wilco they knew and loved.
1: Summer Teeth is such a great album. Such a great album. Could be my favorite Wilco album. You think so? This and that are like basically neck and neck. Yeah. And to their credit, they're totally different albums. Here is Camera. Camera?
2: Camera, I think.
1: Or is it just Camera? Well, spelled it
2: Spelled differently, right.
1: Uh, this is more Wilco-y, and it's pretty great. Let's listen to it. What was going on, Bob, in the spring of 2002? We graduated from college. What was going on with your romantic entanglements in your life at the time? And did it relate to Wilco in any way?
2: Um, I no, it didn't. Spring '02 was one of the few stretches in uh, my life where I was single. I was in the midst of- You were ones. always a big relationship. I family. was, yeah. yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those longer relationships. But um, yeah, I was single in the spring of 02. Afraid to be alone,
1: some people would say.
2: Some people might say that.
1: Other would say magnetic sexuality.
2: Can't get away from it. Yeah. Just just being thrown at
1: me. Punani, I can't get away, screwing. Shaggy would say.
2: Girls who want to screw, just throwing themselves Bob, I can't get that punani away. Is <laughs> that Shaggy? That's Shaggy. That's not Shaggy. Yeah, pre-sting. That was... <laughs> oh, that's what he sounded Sting. like before Sting. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I got it. Uh, yeah, no, there was no, I have no sort of uh, relationship hooks to this album. Do you? Okay,
1: I, I do, and we'll get to it. It's very sad.
2: <laughs> they, most, they mostly are.
1: Uh, so this is camera. Um, it do, It is, it really, it really is very difficult. Again, we do not, I don't think, have a huge younger demographic listening. But if you are that person, it is pretty fucking tough. That post-college to, you know, mid to late twenties era—it's exciting, but it's kind of a, you know, it's a tough time. And this this album to me kind of captures when I hear this album, I think about the confusion of being in your early to mid twenties.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Uh, This—I
2: mean, the first in the first thing that comes to me with this album is, and we talk about it a lot in the podcast. Music was so shitty when we were in college.
1: Very bad. And I remember. Big downturn.
2: And right before we graduated, things got better. It was the strokes, the white stripes, and this. And I remember seeing this at the Towson University bookstore and dropping whatever money I had left on my one card to get this at the bookstore. (laughs) My mom probably thought I was using it for, you know, the essentials. But I got Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. And I was so excited to have an album that was getting great reviews, that was good. And I just latched onto it so hard. So, like, that's my first thought is, like, how much of a re- relief this album was.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a, a, a heavy, interesting, different album. There was no traces of new metal nope. to it. There was no, nothing shiny and poppy about it. Those were the only things that were popular then. It was. This is the opposite of a Creed album. Here is Radio Cure. Should we do a Creed podcast at some point?
2: No, I mean, yes, but no.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm with you.
0: Honey kisses, clouds of love, shoulders shrugging.
1: Again, that record company shithead is listening to this, and he's like, You're literally fucking with me right now. Where's the other CD?
2: I think the guy's name is probably Lev.
1: <laughs> Lev? Yeah, I feel like Lev is probably, you know, history hasn't treated him kindly. No. Because now this is viewed as a classic. Oh, but he
2: failed up, and he probably has a great job right now making six figures. Yes. Like, these he's guys. Probably fell. in the Trump administration. Yeah, these right guys now. fell up.
1: Um, so, yeah, this is not poppy this isn't catchy this isn't something that i would regard in my favorite radio uh radio hit this sound a little bit like Radiohead, uh wilco albums but it does have a really great part in it that's yeah i love when up. it
2: yeah i love when it picks up
1: i think it's coming up right? yeah
2: and this yeah. is another one of those songs where when you listen to it sometimes you're not connecting with it and other times it's the perfect song for that moment
1: and it's all of one piece. Yes. Like, it's an album. What's yes. just I think it's coming, right? Here it is. Yes.
0: Oh, distance has no way Making love So yeah, this
1: was like uh, right around the time of the I got this album right around the time of my breakup from my college girlfriend and there are a lot of songs in this That not obviously remind me of it But lyrically Connect It's kind of a little bit of a tricky Tough listen Mm. In retrospect Even to this day Because it kind of puts you in that place Um, But Yeah distance has a way of Making love understandable Things like that
2: Oh yeah yeah, Because you guys were long distance
1: Yeah like A lot of this takes me back Well it hurt It's something that uh, You don't ever fully recover from But it's a teaching lesson in life Right Yeah Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get going though
2: what? I'm just gonna leave. You're leaving now? Yeah, I gotta take a walk. Well, you're crying a lot right yeah, now. Yeah, I like, gotta, I gotta take my you're phone. You're keeping with it together, but the tears and, are pouring uh, down.
1: I just, I can't. A guy take a fucking walk.
2: I, I mean, I'm not gonna stop you. Okay, just, I'm gonna whoa. take a walk. Oh, he's, he's actually taking a walk.
1: I got, I'm gonna grab my phone too. Oh, wait, I think
2: he might actually be crying. Do you have Liz's number? I don't have her number, there dude. You. Don't call your ex girlfriend from college. That was a long time ago. Whoa. This is real, guys. He's walking out of the garage. And I'm alone. He closed the door. Wow. Okay. I guess I have to vamp. This was real. Oh, he's coming back. I think he definitely called his ex-girlfriend, who he hasn't spoken to in about 10 years. His wife and kids sleeping. A nair, 50 feet away. But that did not stop him. You right.
1: She said, don't ever fucking call me again. (laughs)
2: That's an appropriate response. It's so late on the East Coast. It's very late.
1: It, what is it? Yeah, it's it's very late. We're recording this. That's why. I'll call in the morning and we'll straighten <laughs> things out.
2: Uh,
1: all right. So where are we? <laughs> uh, next, we're, jo- <laughs> we're not in Boston with Liz. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> all right. Here's the one single released on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. It is War on War. It's so weird that
2: this is the one single.
1: Yes. Very, very strange. All right. Let's listen to it. Yeah, there's a track four songs from now, which is probably the best radio song they ever wrote. Right. I think you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. What is going on? I mean, we're shitting on reprise records. Hey, none such. (laughs) What the fuck is going on in there? Hey,
2: Warner Brothers and all your subsidiaries, (laughs) get your fucking act together. Single, number one hit. Yeah. Put it out there on the radio. Come
1: on. I don't think it moved a ton of units. Uh, This is one of the songs when a lot of people connected this to 9 11, even though it was recorded before 9 11. A couple things worked into being one of the albums that connects to 9 11. Right. The cover, first and foremost. It's that famous, uh, the buildings in Chicago. It's two, like, famous, very famous architecture, uh, Marina City. Uh, Two Towers, which obviously connect to the World Trade Center. And then you have songs like this, War on War, of course, Bob, 9-11 left to that, you know, Blood for Oil War. Yeah. Mission accomplished.
2: Right, right, right. These colors don't run.
1: Take down that Saddam statue. Yeah. You don't weigh in on the Saddam statue. I've always been.
2: You were tracking that statue from day one. It's like,
1: take that motherfucker down. (laughs) Mission accomplished. So anyway, War on War. We'll get to it. There's a song called Ashes of American Flags. Yep. Enough said. Uh, and uh, and my favorite Wilco song ever coming up, I Don't Want to Ruin It, uh, another big 9-11 illusion album, uh, song. But, yeah, War on War connected to the
2: 9-11 theme. There's a B-side, too, to this album where it's, uh, Hey, Bono, what are you up to over there? <laughs>
1: Put him on the board! <laughs> I see Bono definitely leveraged 9-11 uh, in terms of mass appeal. Yeah. I feel like Tweedy, Jeff Tweedy flying under the radar a little <laughs> bit. Maybe Tweedy uh, didn't, he leaned into some of this stuff a little bit. Tweedy
2: didn't have the pull that Bono had to uh, pull the strings to make it happen.
1: The puppet master. Right,
2: But no, Tweedy definitely capitalized in a way that like Ed Kowalchuk in his I Will Overcome song could only wish. I will overcome.
1: <laughs> that was a... a a wretched song. Yeah. Uh, speaking of alive, uh, somebody, Matt Money Smith, who uh, I work with over at NFL Media, he also uh, if you live in LA, he's like one of the drive time, like one of yeah. the most popular sports radio guys. It took me a
2: while to realize it was the same guy. In LA, Matt yeah. Money Smith. I listen to him all the time.
1: Um, he is occasionally over the years giving me shit about my music taste. He's a guy that worked in the Music industry way back. He used to be a manager for the Cranberries. Oh, wow. Didn't always have nice things to say about Dolores, right. by the way. But uh, uh, RIP Dolores. Uh, his He's been particularly fascinated about my love affair or, or temporary love affair when I was younger with Live. And uh, somebody <laughs> recently That's tweeted at at Money and said, hey, you should uh, enjoy a music podcast you did with Damoshek. You should go on the Throwback podcast. And uh, his reply was something along the lines of, uh, no, they talk about Lakini's juice too much around there. <laughs> Which, I don't think
2: we have, but off air But he's have. right. No, no, he's totally he's right. right. No, I I'm mean, not judging that response at all.
1: I mean, I think... He knows what we are. He knows what we are. Yeah. yeah but you know what? We know what we are. We know what we are. Uh, all right. Here is uh, track five on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. One of my favorite songs ever, Bob.
2: I was going to say the same thing. Play it.
0: Don't cry (laughs)
1: <laughs> they uh, they did it. Uh, I just think this is like their masterpiece. Me too. I put this song on more mixes for girls in the two thousands. Probably almost any any girl that I liked a lot. Yeah. And I wanted to give them thirteen tracks, always thirteen, Bob. Uh, that kind of served as a summation of you know the type of music I liked and right. music that I thought they would like or and would maybe want to be interested in my boner grinding, right? Jesus, etc. always made it.
2: Weird t- title when you're trying to woo a girl, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And actually I, I gave when I, Emily, my wife, um, the first,
2: not the girl you just called outside on the,
1: no, that's the ex-girlfriend I'm still thinking about right now. Even as we're, you know, we thought we moved on. <laughs> I have not moved on. Um, cause I put this on a breakup mix with Liz, but this song, I put it on uh, the first mix I ever made for my future wife, Emily. And initially, she didn't like the song because she was turned off by the first lyric, Jesus Don't Cry. She thought it was like him talking to Jesus. And then right. I said, no, honey. It's Jesus, comma. comma. The most right. important comma in the aughts. Yes. Uh, it's it's a lover's quarrel or a lover's lament of some kind. Yeah.
2: Well no, a great song. I, I mean, I've, I don't even need to qualify this with like, mixes for girls. I, this is probably the song I put on the most mixes in my life, period. It just fits everywhere. It's and beautiful. It's, it's great
1: perfect. It's, the strings are amazing. And then this is probably the... Because it's such a sad, mournful... Um, just a beautiful song. This part. Tall buildings shake, voices escape, singing sad, sad songs.
2: Which again was the big 9-11. And
1: that was like the big 9-11 smoking... Tower. Ooh. Jet that fuel. Feels jet fuel, inappropriate. Don't melt steel beams. Isn't that what Pete Carroll says?
2: <laughs> Pete Carroll from the Seahawks? Yeah, you didn't know that? He, he's, uh, he's a conspiracy. He's a truther. You
1: didn't know Pete Carroll's a 9 11 I didn't know that. I
2: know like Martin Dude, Sheen, but. You
1: got to go down a deep dive because Carroll is a 9 11 wow. truther.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. okay.
1: Let's think about that all you can get one of my favorite songs ever me too if I had to make a top 10 like songs ever I think that makes
2: it do you think that's regarded because I don't go to like Wilco uh, fan pages do you think that you regarded? don't it's no. amazing over I'm there sure it everyone
1: is. is so enlightened everyone it's is so cool. cool everyone is so it's just cool. <laughs> is that the white?
2: Would that be the whitest website it's in the extremely world? Extremely Caucasian. Yeah. Yes. The most white place yeah. to ever be. Um, but, but I don't know. Is that surprisingly like. Surprisingly woke. Really? Yes. Cool, bro. Is that regarded as one of the best Wilco songs, do you think? I think
1: it must be. It is. I have to say it. I've actually never been on a Wilco fan page either. But I'm curious. if it's not, fuck Wilco fans. Hey, go fuck yourself, guys. Yeah. Figure is it that's
2: out. Figure it out.
1: It's a gorgeous song. Yeah. All right. It keeps rolling, though. This is Let's Not Sleep. On uh, Ashes of American Flags. Let's listen to that.
2: Wait, that's what we just listened to. That was
1: oh, Jesus. Jesus comma, sorry. Cetera, this is Ashes Bob. of
2: American Flags. sorry. Wasn't, I lost myself for a Fucking second. hate you, Bob. I was thinking about 9 11. <laughs> I was know, in that classroom. A little bit of you know, a little Liz, too, though, right? The teacher came back and he was like, No! Look.
1: Don't do it! I don't care! How
0: hot and soft.
1: And at that moment, I was like, "I want to just do something that feels normal. I want to no, listen to no, Howard.
0: No, 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 no,
2: no, no, no,
1: no." Mm, it's, it's a beautiful song too.
2: Can I can I tell somebody else's nine eleven story real quick? Is that okay?
1: I, if you want to trade other people's 9/11 stories,
2: Is that just, I I'll just, do one too. I just want one. Okay, what do you got? And I can't say his name, okay. but um, I had a friend, roommate—I can say roommate—who um, at the time of the attack uh, attacks.
1: Of course, you had the Pentagon. <laughs> you had the the Shanksville I crash. I had, of
2: course, I had. the um, towers. I had two roommates. Uh, me and one of the other roommates, we both had class in that morning, and one roommate...
1: Uh, this seems to be skewing towards you. Nope. And I one- don't want no, to know. No, it's not mine,
2: it's not mine. But one roommate was left home alone in the apartment. And it was, you know, that way all year long. Or it was that way for the first few weeks of school. Probably
1: a lot of fapping.
2: Exactly a lot of fapping. Yeah. You, like, immediately when you had roommates, you knew their schedule. You knew when it was safe to fap, when they were out of... Sure. Yeah. So uh, he woke up Still that got morning. that boner. He woke up that morning. Stop. Nobody needs to hear that. He woke up that morning. Uh, Both of his roommates were gone. He went on uh, the old computer, started looking at porn, continued to look at porn, not knowing what the fuck was happening in the world. So he was there fapping away like nothing mattered. Like it was just another sunny Tuesday morning. He was choking the chicken. It was just another beautiful Tuesday morning to him when all of a sudden uh, the other roommate bounce through the door like no and he's just like what are you doing home no yeah so his uh, session was interrupted by 9-11 he had no idea he he, <gasps> he jerked off through 9-11 and then when he found out what was happening he had to put it Wait, away
1: did he get caught yeah like in the act no i think it was he like when the hand? front
2: door opened he was able to pull it together but uh, that's he found out about 9-11 through that after jerking off through the entire thing
1: um, while we're here, <laughs> I want to, I found on a website, some other names for masturbation.
2: Is that what you were doing? Just now.
1: You ready? No, I don't want this. Jack and the Beanstalk.
2: That's not a thing.
1: Spreading jelly. Gross. Jopo. I hate this. It's an abbreviation. Jack off, pass out.
2: That sounds nice. <laughs> a couple more, About No, do we have to?
1: Beef Stroganoff.
2: You're ruining a beautiful song with this. Wait, your story didn't ruin it? My story was about 9-11, Dan. How about, it was a big moment in our history. How about this? Cleaning your rifle. Eh.
1: That seems like...
2: Trying to argue that. Yeah. One.
1: Um, wow. Well, that's, that's the real tragedy of that <laughs> day. Uh, all right. So there it is. That was a good one. Uh, great song. Great song. Again, very atmospheric. Very... It's an album. Yeah. It doesn't... It's not like filled with singles. This is not uh, Get a Grip. This is not not one album that was very reliant on singles which we will get to. I think that's
2: the one that your mind went to.
1: Yeah. Uh, But the next song is the song that should have been a single. In fact, I I call it it's a fucking conspiracy. Oh. Put it on the board.
2: Put this on the board too.
1: Beef Stroganoff.
2: I like it.
0: I sincerely miss those heavy metal bands. Used to go no. see on the landing in the summer. She fell in love with the drummer. She fell in love with the drummer. She fell in love.
1: We're going to get back to it for the chorus, but, um, how does none such record, which is like. Yeah, None self awareness, uh, none instincts yeah. for the craft. Yep. Not know yep. that this should have been no. a single.
2: It's obvious, and I think they use this song to promote the movie a lot. The documentary. The it's a little, too late. Basically.
1: I know. That's such a great, a great line. It's it really. Uh, even though we, it's he's Jeff Tweedy. I have a Tweedy story by the way. Um, predates us. He's older than us, but just definitely paints that picture of like playing the Kiss covers. Very uh, Kind of a nostalgic type song about the good old days.
2: There's a lot of music that gets called dad rock that I disagree with having that label. I have no problem with anybody calling Wilco dad rock. Just because Jeff Tweedy put out an album with his son, I feel like everything he's done now is dad rock. That's right. Yeah.
1: I saw Wilco um, about five years ago. Um, four years ago, I saw him at uh, The Greek with Greg and Mark from my more successful podcast. Is that weird?
2: Did you just start this thing?
1: It's 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 off the ground. It's running. It's doing pretty well. Mm. It's a professional football I'd like podcast. to
2: see the metrics on that one.
1: They're, we're moving. We're moving units. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, Wilco, we'll I've actually liked some of their stuff in the last, maybe the... Actually, I take it back. I feel like they did kind of get a little sloppier after this album. And I think Tweety had a lot of personal problems that probably uh, played into that. Right. Um, I did like the Sky Blue Sky album in 2007. That was a great album.
2: I didn't really love A Ghost is Born. I liked Sky Blue Sky. Wilco the album, right? Is that what that one was called? I Mm. like that one.
1: I don't know. It's just like... It's, Wilco, they've, they've the album, it, then the singles. Wilco, the songs. didn't just like, like that single. On, can we slow down a little bit?
2: But um, I think every album has at least a song or two where you're like, this is yes. great. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is their masterpiece.
1: Um, next track is another song that could have been a single if anybody at Nonesuch Records had a fucking brain in their head.
2: Maybe they were dealing with the world around them and they couldn't concentrate on this album, Dan.
1: You know... Uh, Epic Records had no problem rolling out Creed's My Sacrifice. (laughs) Come on, somebody, you know, nut up. Like Jive Records had no problem rolling out I'm a Slave for You by Britney Spears. Somebody's gotta, you know, pay the bills.
2: Britney with a snake. When
0: I started writing this letter to you. If I could, you know, I
1: would just hold your hand and you understand I'm the man who loves you Another good uh, mix song.
2: I have put this, I have absolutely put this on mixes for girls. Right. Yeah.
1: Even ones where maybe it hadn't reached the love stage, so it was maybe a little risky. It was always a risky
2: move. There was like that fine line right of like, line. like I want you to like me and I want you to like this song, but uh, it's a love what song. What a gamble. It's a gamble.
1: What a fucking gamble, Bob. Jeff Tweedy, by the way, um, uh, I will always have positive feelings for Mr. Tweedy. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that I look like Jeff Tweedy, but there was one woman in my past who was a Wilco fan and believe that I resembled Jeff Tweedy
2: that must have served you well
1: which did serve me well yeah. and it allowed me to uh, kind of jump a class or two put it that way and uh, and it and it would not have happened if this woman wasn't a Wilco fan and did not connect the dots there so I'll always owe Jeff for that alone yeah, you owe him. even you if absolutely. I didn't like his music I just gotta say shouts to Jeff Tweedy um, for the way he looks.
2: You, I mean, for you to find a female Wilco fan who. A uh, hey,
1: beautiful. Like a, a super hot. Right. Yeah.
2: Who then thinks you. I mean, that's like, that's a needle in a haystack. A little bit of a needle in a haystack. So yeah. So, right. congratulations on that.
1: Yeah. It was one of the luckier moments of the aughts for me, I'd say.
2: Uh, you look nothing like him. And I'll, I'm Thank saying. You. I'm, Thank you, actually. <laughs> I'm saying that so you could say the same thing to me in about 90 seconds. Uh, one of my luckiest moments in my life was when I reconnected with a girl I had a huge crush on in college uh, a couple of years later. Uh, in college, I had short hair. A few years later, I grew my hair out, had big, crazy, uh, dumb hair. <laughs> I do remember that stage. Reconnected with her a couple of years after college. And even though nothing had ever happened in college, um, I always liked her. She saw me for the first time in two years with longer hair. She's like, oh my God, you look just like Pete Yorn. <laughs> and we hooked up for the first time.
1: All right, I'm happy she thought that.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I am too. I am too.
1: That's nice.
2: I just ran with it. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. No,
1: you run with that.
2: and you run with Tweety, whatever you, you can take.
1: <laughs> you. Uh, but Yorn is actually like a, a handsome like rocker.
2: You know, what? we think he is, but when you really like. Him apart, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when you really pick him apart, he's not like a super hot guy, yeah, but he's just, yeah, no, I agree. I look nothing like the Yorn, you look nothing like Jeff Tweedy, but when you have that like window, you dive the fuck into that window, yeah, yeah.
1: that's true. I think with Yorn, it was like, um, the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, yes, in terms of this physicality, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to uh business pot kettle black here is track nine of 11. This one I'm talking about about 11 tracks. Give me a tight 11 and let's fly pot kettle black.
2: Love this song. Love every right. single song. There's on this no or yeah. here. No.
1: There's no mid-album filler. Yeah. On this album, like I couldn't even make a case. I mean, if I, re- if you put, if you really put a gun to my head and said I had to get rid of a song,
2: I wouldn't do that.
1: That would be fucked up and strange. Maybe Radio Cure, but uh, track three, but... No,
2: but I like the way it does. I do too. Yeah.
1: It's, again, it, yeah, that, it, it fits the album, but yeah. uh, every song is so great. I just think this is them, kind of their creative apex. Summer Teeth is great, though, too. that it is I, a, lot of, a lot of people like AM. I love
2: AM. Being There?
1: Being There, I don't like the... Well, you must
2: hate double albums with your fucking... intense hatred of more than 12 songs. You know
1: me well, Yeah, I do not like double albums.
2: That makes sense.
1: Same thing with, uh, wait, we have the same
2: conversation for Smashing Pumpkins. But that was an obvious Give me one album. album. No, but being there is a lot. Give me 12
1: tracks, one album. You have the great Pumpkins albums. All right. By the way, we got to take a break here. It's time to, uh, you know, give a little shout out to our sponsors. Yeah,
2: we wouldn't be here without these sponsors who um, put in some good money to make us say whatever the hell they want us to say.
1: So let's say some things on their behalf. Let's do it. Bob, the most important export of Australia.
2: Natalie Ambrulia.
1: Correct. Number two. Uh, uh, the Time's under- up. Shark attacks. Number three, Kleiny.
2: Kleiny, our newest sponsor. What's up, Kleiny?
1: This dude gets it.
2: This dude gets it. This dude is Australian. Not since that guy who like threw the party that everybody was like, "Apologize for that party," and he was like, "I'm not gonna apologize. I got my cool sunglasses." What accents are these? Remember that guy?
1: Young Einstein. Got
2: my cool sunglasses. Not gonna apologize. Remember that guy? I don't. That was like the best viral video of 2007. Okay. I
1: missed it. That was a long time ago. Oh, Even if on. I did remember it, I could have forgotten. Come on, it. he's Australia, a hero. A great, a great continent. Bob. A lot of people say, "Oh, country." No, 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 continent. <laughs> who says that? Who oh, people, know? people talk. People yeah, talk. People are dumb here. Anyway, one of. Uh, Uh, One of the great people Kleine Kleine And we respect him And we just want to say That that whole That whole continent Is spot on
2: Spot on Because of Kleine He wrote us a song We put it on our Instagram At throwbackpod Kleine Hey ladies Bruno's here
1: (laughs) Oh boy What? No it was good We got (laughs) a great sponsor His name's Bruno
2: we do Yeah And Bruno's looking for love
1: and he's gonna find it, you know why? Because that motherfucker is a catch.
2: He is a catch, because what kind of guy, listen, this guy's dropping some coin to be a sponsor on a podcast and nobody listens to. Mm. So this guy has money to throw around, take you out to nice dinners, mm-hmm. nice uh, experiences in Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's up there. Go Na- nature. Go ice fishing.
1: Drake. Drake.
2: <laughs> you wanna go, go see uh, Mike Myers perform live? That's the place you to probably it do it. Up? I would assume so in Canada. That's what they do, okay? That checks out, actually. Yeah, it checks out. So Bruno's looking for love. He started a Gmail, Bruno the sponsor at gmail.com. If you're a single lady out there and you're like, I want a nice guy who has a ton of money, email him.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe fuck
2: him. (laughs) Maybe. We're not going to tell you yet. You don't have to, but, you know, if you want to. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Bruno.
1: (laughs) 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 The Pent Ultimate Track. On Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, Bob is called Poor Places
2: mm, You know what? You I, don't, this one? I don't recognize the title I mean, I know the song immediately but that's mm-hmm. interesting, I wouldn't have guessed that
1: Well, thanks to the dumb fucks over at None Such Records <laughs> uh, most people don't know this album
2: No, it's true
1: Could have done a better job promoting the, the album
2: The sort of confusion I feel around that title reminds me of just the confusion I felt no, don't do, it. Rock do not class, do it. Said, do not do it. said?
1: Dude, why did you take that class? You didn't plane, learn it. It didn't make you a smarter person. A plane flew
2: into the World Trade Center. No, no, no. Shut
1: up. And no, if anybody Shut up. wait. Let me tell my uh my fun 911. Oh, your friends. Somebody else somebody story. else's story. Yeah. Yes. Adjacent story. From now
2: on, from this point on in life, only other people's stories.
1: It has to be one that's worth it. Yes. Um my first when I transferred to Northeastern as a a junior i had a roommate
2: okay i was going to say it started to sound like your story but keep going
1: i had a roommate and he was he was a nice guy he was uh, f- from a suburb a farm suburb outside boston nice guy awesome guy but also kind of a stoner i remember uh, him yeah uh, i don't want to say his name but a stoner and a nice guy uh, but also kind of lived on you know planet Let's call him Carl. He lived on planet Carl. Yes. And that was the only planet that, ma- that mattered. Right. Uh, for example, we were on an intramural three, three on three team, you know, in basketball and me and our buddy dude love who we went to high school with and I went to college with and, and Carl, we're all on the same team. And after we were eliminated in the playoffs in heartbreaking fashion, uh, we're all walking back to my dorm. We're all very, we're, I'm really pissed off cause we should have won and Mike's pissed off. Dude loves pissed off and then uh carl says to me what are you so angry about i mean we won and i was like what and he didn't realize we lost and then it all like like it all came to me like he was running out the clock uh jr smith style Whoa, he
2: jr smithed he J. Smithed it? It. Wow. He taught jr
1: smith everything he knew anyway that gives you an idea of what was going on with carl cut to 9 11 carl is living on um, my friend's couch in an apartment in Boston before our, our semester began, sleeping on the couch. 9-11 happens early, 8.48 mm-hmm. I think, Something yeah. Like and uh, he's passed out on the couch, and everyone's huddled around the television. Josh stays, Carl stays <laughs> asleep. And, Not fixing that in post. Uh, and right around noon, Carl comes to, and he lifts his head up, and everyone's sitting around the television. And now the towers are both gone. And it's the greatest American tragedy, and he goes in a very thick <laughs> Massachusetts accent. What's going on? What are you guys doing? And uh, America has been attacked. We're you know we're, we're going to war. Uh, the towers are gone. Like, what? Then he puts his head back down and goes to sleep for another three hours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, what else was he gonna do? Stop it!
1: I mean, he wasn't gonna stop 9/11. Yeah, but, uh, uh, that's
2: an okay response. I mean, he wasn't gonna quantum
1: leap the situation, but I mean, <laughs> maybe sit up at that point. It's also, you gotten plenty of sleep. <laughs> oh, Carl! Oh, Carl!
2: whose name you actually said.
1: Um. Okay, so there you go. Poor play. Another perfect where it is on the album. Yeah. Not poppy. Not something you would ever play on the radio, but it's a great song. Final track But I'm sure
2: there was one fucking idiot at Nonsuch That was like What do you think about this for the second single?
1: Could move units
2: Could move units Let's do it Let's do it
1: He was fired and then thrown to the Lions They had Lions at Nonsuch Records
2: And then promoted and he runs Capital now
1: (laughs) Uh, Final track on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot One of the greatest albums of this century And fuck you if you disagree
2: Oh yeah, if you disagree Seriously, fuck yourself to death.
1: (laughs)
0: Reservations. How would one
1: fuck themselves to death, by the way? You
2: know exactly how one would do it. I'm actually thinking.
1: Help me out. Just give me a hint. You don't have to say it because it probably it sounds probably graphic and violent.
2: Yeah, a lot of shit would have to a lot of shit would break on well, the inside.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Say so yep. no more. No more. You need to have a nice boner though. Let's pull that off.
2: <laughs> you could use other tools. Oh, okay. Okay. Now we looking. Okay. Let's listen
1: to this. <laughs> this this podcast shouldn't exist. <laughs> Like, oh,
2: no, that I, hurts. I can't believe Matt Money Smith doesn't want to be on our <laughs> podcast.
1: <laughs> like He has no idea. Like, Likini's Juice. If we talked about Likini's Juice, that would be a good thing.
2: Yes, in comparison with what we actually talk about.
1: All right, so there you go. That awesome atmospheric.
2: And it keeps going. I love the way it ends. It goes on and on, yeah. and on and on and on and oh, on. The people okay. at
1: Reprise were fucking. Represe. Represe, were slitting their throats by that point. But yeah. uh, 7.24. So the album's bookended by two seven-minute songs that are all atmosphere and no melody. And we love it, Bob, both of us.
2: Yeah, it's so good. Wilco's great. I've never seen them live, maybe because I can't find a girl who thinks I look like Jeff Tweedy or Jay Bennett or anybody who's ever been in Wilco. <laughs> so it's never going to happen for me. Well, that's
1: not the main reason. Like how you get to a Wilco show, you really? just you buy a ticket, or a friend of yours says, "Hey, I got no, an extra I Wilco do, no, ticket." No, I don't think. I
2: don't think you're right. I think.
1: Oh, you have to resemble, Jeff, have to resemble to Jeff Tweedy to someone that's like an eight yeah. and a half or above.
2: Yep, I have a beautiful lady in your arm, wow. and then you can go. So, tremendous! I'm destined to a life of Pete Yorn concerts. <laughs> you have been
1: to many Pete <laughs> Yorn concerts. Uh, all right. So we got to pick the Spotify track. Can we please not fuck around with this one, Bob?
2: No, there's no. I mean, everybody who's listening knows what's happening
1: now. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. It's the okay. most slam dunk choice. Yes. Yet on this show. Yeah. 43 songs on the Spotify playlist, which you can uh, get on uh, Spotify, Spotify, which makes it. it's also Apple Music, which I'll throw out a link occasionally because. Uh,
2: I prefer Apple Music, but no, I, you're an Apple Music guy. It is what it is. Yeah, we yeah. just give everyone the some, options. Some people need it, so I'm glad that you're providing for them.
1: Thank you, thank you. I am a loyal Apple guy. You I are. like my MacBooks? Yeah. I like the big, like the circa 2001 big Mac monitor that had the color print, the color. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, they do nice products. They do. The iPod.
2: That's I remember iPod. iPods. Yeah. What a device. What a device.
1: The new electric guitar. Bono once called it. Your thoughts on that? Oh, shut
2: up. (laughs) Come on. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You nailed
1: it. Um, Not really. Okay. Check out the Throwback Podcast on Twitter, at ThrowbackPod.
2: Yeah, it's a great thing to uh, follow. Uh, It's
1: It's not the best follow, but if if you wouldn't mind.
2: No, I mean, sometimes you just follow your heart. Sometimes you... You know, you follow your instincts, like when the towers come down, and you
1: have to get to see somebody. So you get in your car. Shut the fuck up! You didn't have to see
2: anybody. Shut the fuck up! All right, thank you.
1: One more. Can I do since we're doing? We can't talk about ourselves, but I'll tell you my favorite, like, eye rolling 9/11 story, which involves a huge celebrity.
2: I wanted to write a book called Funtember 11th about all everybody's like dumb stories from 9-11. Like not the like real stories about, yeah. but just people that were like, like Disneyland was open that day. So there are a lot of people when they're like, what happened on 9-11? they're like, well, yeah, I was, Space at the, uh, I was at the teacups and uh, <laughs> found out about the first tower. Like people have those stories.
1: Uh, my favorite eye rolling 9-11 anecdote. Uh, a great book if you're a fan of. Springsteen, he, he finally released a uh, autobiography called Born to Run last year. And, uh, you know, obviously goes through his entire career. He put out an album called The Rising that was a big hit and had a lot of 9-11 themes, direct 9-11 themes oh, yeah. to it. And um, so he's living in Jersey, 9-11 happens. He drives to some area in Jersey where you had a view of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And Bruce pulls up, and then he gets—I think he's on his motorcycle, of course. Obviously, Bruce is on his motorcycle. He gets off the, the the chopper, and he's just looking at what's left of Lower Manhattan. And he gets back on the bike, according to the memoir. And some Jersey bro comes driving by, stops the car, and uh, rolls down the window and says, "Bruce, we need you," and then drives away.
2: <laughs> I can't believe Carl was there that day. <laughs> That's perfect. And then Bruce uh, wrote The Rising. Makes so it sense. all worked out. And he delivered.
1: Um, all right. Anyway, uh throwback pod on Instagram, the throwback swag? pod uh, at Gmail if you want to dig in with us in conversation. And lastly, and this is important, throwback um, Patreon Patreoni uh, slash throwback pod if you want to support the podcast, which is important. A little goes a long way. Two bucks, two bucks a month. You won't even know it's gone. Yeah. Um, Think of the dumb shit you spend money on every month. Uh, We all spend money on things we don't like. If you like this podcast, this could
2: be some of the dumb shit you you waste your money on.
1: All right. Until then, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.